from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Exactly. It is a <laughs> podcast. I don't know if you know how these things work, but we don't do it live. <laughs> well, we record it live. That's fair. Um, but but that's kind of the funny part of that quote is it's always recorded live. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But I think that means it was he was going to record it and Al- air it at the same time. Although most people would think you're not alive on, on this <laughs> podcast when they hear your The dip. monotone. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say it gets better when something's going on in tennis, but it doesn't. It always sounds like this. Yeah. Dynamite drop-in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> I love it, though. You have golden pipes. I love it. That's the right. voice of an angel. Very consistent. Yeah, that's true. Boy, Consistent oh boy. enthusiasm. Consistent, just like the big three. <laughs> now, we're going to... Conf- Here we go again. We're going to confess something to you. We're not going to tell you the whole truth. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. We would never do that. Like we're going to leave clues, maybe. Not a scavenger hunt. There's no prizes, but we're not recording this on our normal Sunday. We are recording sometime early prior to the draws, the groups being finalized for the Nito. That's really Nito. Um, is it Nito or Nito? I think it is Nito, isn't it? I hope so. It is uh, from our standards. Yep. So we'll record. So don't send us angry tweets or emails that uh, why'd you preview it all because he dropped out because as of this moment he hasn't. Yeah, as of this moment, it's Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Medvedev, Team Tsitsipas, Zverev, <laughs> and Jackson. I was going to say you could just stop right there after the first four, but well, <laughs> you, you stepped on my Jack sock. Yeah. Oh, that was going to get a big laugh from all the fans, <laughs> but it's not 2017, so he is not in it. Yeah. Um, and Berrettini is at eight. So that's fun. Yeah, I mean... Berrettini is the Jack Sock of this tournament, would you say? No. <laughs> no. No, he could beat someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean... Yeah, I almost wish the eighth was like a wild card and they just threw some... But, but how would you determine... You'd have to have some way of determining it. But I feel like there's a... There could be a lot more interesting eights I know, than that. I know. Whichever one of the big three didn't win a Grand Slam this year... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I'd rather have the eighth, which it's not deserved at all, but I'd rather have the eighth be Andy Murray. Um, I'd rather be Andy Griffith. <laughs> same outcome. Um, uh, he's dead. Berrettini doesn't excite me. Um, he had a good year, but I don't see him threatening any of these guys, but it wouldn't be the fact. It's happened before. The eighth seed has made it many times to the semis. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. No chance, no chance the eight's going to do anything unless all the top four are <laughs> in the same side. No, I was going to say, but you're forgetting that if Nadal slash Federer drop out, uh-huh. somebody's got to advance. Great point. Great point. But then he wouldn't be the eight. Right. That's true. Good point. There you go. He'd be the six or seven. So that's right. What if all three pulled out? All three of the big three pulled out. Mayhem. Then it's Medvedev's, I think, right? And just for the sake of 
you know, with prognostication, we might even throw these two in the mix. Bautista Good is nine and Monfi is ten. What? So Is that are you sure? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, but Bautista's had a terrible last few months. Um, yeah, but Monfils? I know. Must be outside your mind. There's no chance. He's 48 years old. <laughs> and isn't he in Shenzhen still <laughs> with his wife? He's had a great, well, relative, but he's had a, one of his best years in a long time. That's true. And I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. Well, wouldn't you take him just for the sake of watchability over Bertini or Bautista? Or you, Vera, for that matter. Well, I'll tell you what. I think he would probably give more effort than he would against the big three in a Grand Slam. <laughs> That's not saying that much. No, but I mean, no, I know what you mean. Uh, well, he would have. He would. He would feel like he had a better chance to win. I think in this no, format. Would, no, no, no. He wouldn't care. He's a showman, and at least he put on a show instead of just tanking. Yeah, and you've got a guaranteed three matches, so he can throw out a dud in one round and still care about the next two yeah because he's getting paid that man his money paid <laughs> money how'd you get a medvedev uh, clip you like that <laughs> let me see hold on paid that man his money we've said this before and i'll say it again that's the worst russian accent in the history of movies <laughs> ever and by the way djokovic has over two thousand more points than federer federer has over two thousand more points than over 3,000 more points than Zverev, and yet they're in the same tournament, same category. Unbelievable. Well, anyway, so so we can't give you predictions as accurately. The bottom line is, I think we're... we're as we normally do. We're making this up. We're lying just so our predictions, when they fall flat, we'll have an excuse. We're really recording at the end of the tournament. No, wait, that's not possible <laughs> because they'll be listening to it before. Right. Never mind. I forget how this podcasting thing works. Um, so we've got, as of now, the players that are in it. And once again, the only, well, you know what? I will say the only four that matter, because I will give Medvedev an edge over the rest of the group. Well, and plus compared to, I mean, not the big three, but the other, the, the next four guys. Well, and also if you're in the semis, which four people have to make it. You've got some <laughs> level. <laughs> We're stuck with right. one of these idiots. <laughs> you have to. Uh, you have to have some percentage of a chance. I mean, that that's actually <laughs> that's actually an interesting bet. How much money would it take for you to bet on? I'll give you any of the other five you want in the semis, and the other three are the big three. Like, how much money would you have to be paid to bet $100? And I, I don't even know that there's an amount. <laughs> What's the GDP of Texas? Because <laughs> um, that's... And the amount, the actual amount is nowhere near what you would require to bet. But yeah, if it's Medvedev versus whoever, and the other big three are playing each other, so Medvedev would have to win two matches in a row against the big three. I think it would take, I don't think there's an amount you would take that bet. Monumental effort. Plus, if the big three win their first two, they can coast in the third one. And we've yeah. seen that happen before. And so now there's rest involved. There's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's way more conducive uh, scenario for these old fellas uh, to do well. Well, and I think Medvedev is the one that we think is maybe possible it could happen. He hasn't. 
broken our hearts yet is really right. all I'm I'm willing to say. I can see Tsitsipas or team beating one of those guys in a round robin setting. I don't see it no. to the finals. <laughs> well, keep in mind, Nadal is not normally that good in this tournament. That's true. And he's injured. So he's the most vulnerable of the three by far. So they say. So right. they say. I don't, I don't know. Well, the question I want to know, and we won't ever know this, was did he drop out of Paris so he could play the year end? Or did he drop out of Paris because he too, was, was too injured to play Paris? And I think that's a big difference. Are you doubting Nadal's uh, integrity? <laughs> well, I don't think that was lack of integrity. It just proves which tournament is more important to him. Inconceivable! I, I got to stop. I got to stop. <laughs> I, it, I, I should just do the whole podcast with drops. Yeah, right, right. And get rid of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just then you hey, predict can, what they're going to say. Could you please laugh when I say things like get rid of you? Because then people don't think I actually. <laughs> I laughed. I chuckled. Okay. I keep hoping you're going to follow through on it, but it never happens. <laughs> I'm trying to put you like an old, like old yeller. Spoiler <laughs> alert. They shoot the dog. Uh, Marley and me and old yeller, the two worst like pet movies ever. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, like sadness yes. or okay. You advertise Yeller, them as like animal friendly movies and you watch them and you're right. like, yeah, I don't want to go home in tears. Thank you. <laughs> did you cry? Uh, I didn't cry at Old Yeller because I wasn't born yet, but I did <laughs> you know, cry. I've I, seen it, but I didn't cry I wasn't on born it. with Gone with the Wind came out, but I've seen it. <laughs> no, I've seen it, but I'm saying don't you, have then, a, you, uh, you clearly have a, a VCR. <laughs> That's what you still use to record all your dumb football games from the 70s. So I used to have, this is how obsessed I was. I used to have two VCRs because you couldn't fit, couldn't fit all my recordings on one tape. So I'd have two VCRs connected. You have been doing this since. Oh, it's scientific now. This is ridiculous. Some would say obsession. Uh, many would say obsession. You're, but you know, you are a hoarder of TV shows. Yes. If, if TV show recordings could have rats running around in them, you would have rats but running around in your here's DVR. the difference. What? Once they're watched, they're gone. Okay. So I don't save them uh, after right. I watch them. I used to, but oh I don't save them God. for like a rainy day. Or maybe I want to watch this 1997 season finale of NYPD Blue, you know, in but 20 you, years. But here's why. You can't. Right. Now, what you can't. Well, I didn't know streaming existed back then. Yeah, that's fair too. Now, nobody even knows what we're talking about. They're like, why would you record something? You just go online and look it up. Yeah, good um, point. But, no, I, what I'm saying is when I saw Old Yeller, I knew the outcome. So that's oh, why I didn't cry. Gotcha. Um, that was ruined for me like everything else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that when it started your childhood? <laughs> I wanted to see the dog. That was the dead. origination of the term spoiler alert. I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, but Marley and me, there definitely were probably some tears. Because uh, I didn't, I saw that at the theater by yourself. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> With a box of tissues. Um, Gross. But <laughs> oh, 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 never mind. That's the funniest thing you've said on here <laughs> ever. Uh, and the fact that I'm laughing that much says too much about me. Um, but yeah, I think you know that, what? I do need some more drops. I need Pee Wee Herman drops. Oh, geez. Yeah, good, good tie-in. Um, That's what made me think of it. I was like, I don't have any Pee Wee Herman sound bites. <laughs> Um, but no, I think that what I'm saying is we wouldn't be shocked if the big three lost a match, right? But if they lost in the semis, that would be shocking or finals. Zero shock if they were two and zero and lost the third match, right? None because yeah. they're tanking. Obviously, I wouldn't even be shocked if they they lost the first. I mean, surprise, but not shocked because I would just assume they're going to roll the next two. 
Yes. Um, and because we know whoever beats them will lose their next match no matter what. <laughs> I would bet all my money on that. No matter who it is and who they're playing next, I would say they're going to lose the next match. Unless it's the other big three. Right. Because <laughs> there's not three groups, unfortunately. There should be three groups. So the groups are named. So Group A is named after Andre Agassi. That's fair. Yeah. He's a legend. He's uh-huh. a Hall of Famer. And he's coaching somebody currently, so that's fine. And I think they only pick people that have won this tournament. I think yes. that's the deal. I mean, I don't know, but they but he, they did. He did. Right. And then the other group is named after, I don't know if you heard of this guy, Bjorn Borg. <laughs> now, I don't think they should have Bjorn Borg as one of the group names. Why? Because he's part of the situation with the uh, Labor Cup. Yeah, and I don't... I, why are they putting people together, too, who didn't work contemporaries? Like, I don't have a problem with Borg, but why wouldn't you put Borg with someone who is from his same era? Because this Borg McEnroe business is tired. Borg played other people. For no, I know, but it doesn't have to be McEnroe, but just someone who was in that Lindell. It could be Lindell, Connors, whoever. Right. Like, why wouldn't you do Agassi Curry or Agassi, obviously, Sampras? It just, it's kind of weird. It'd be like doing Laver and Federer, you know, two fly. It doesn't, it's just kind of strange. By the way, in this tournament, there are four players under 23 and four players over 50. I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. Only three. Um, that was funny. I do thought. they get, do those people who the flights are named after get any one dollar for having their names on it? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they get paid to do that opening ceremony or something. Because that would, I mean, it wouldn't add any interest, but. No. But it would just be kind of funny if they're watching on pins and needles, you know, because they get some something out of it. Well, how about this? How about this is perfect. Perfect. To illustrate the difference between singles and doubles. <laughs> Agassi, Borg for singles groups. Right. Doubles groups, Doc. Group A, Max Mirny. Wow. And Group B, Jonas Bjorkman. Oh, my gosh. Now, Jonas Bjorkman was a fine, fine singles player, I thought. Well, and Mirny was around forever in doubles. I mean, he had to have won a ton of titles in doubles. He won this title in, in 06 and 11. Okay. And he won some slams, I'm And sure. apparently he won it with Bjorkman, who also won it in 06. See, that makes sense. Like, have partners against you. But again, there's no competition between they the two. They don't care. So I don't know why it's it not like they're pointing at each other. <laughs> you know, I picture... Yeah, no. Um, that's just a tidbit that no one cares about that whatever. But why do they even name the flights? Why not just be red and blue? Like, what does that... In other words, what does that add to the event? It adds something with McEnroe Borg in the Labor Cup because they're there and they're involved. Yeah, quote-unquote coaching. Right. So I don't understand what the name, why that means anything. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, no, nothing. Are people, I, nothing. Well, I was going to say, are people <laughs> going to root, like someone, let's say somebody was a diehard Agassi fan, is he going to root for the two that come out of the Agassi flight because he's <laughs> yeah. an Agassi? I mean, yep, yep. <laughs> Everybody, they're all going to shave their heads, put on brown See, that would be interesting. Bandanas. Uh, yep. But yeah, I just don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it, uh, it's dumb. It'd almost be like I mean, wrestling if they put Agassi on one side of the commentary table and Borg on the other, and they're like touting how good their guys are, and Borg's touting how good his guys are. That would be that would be hilarious, but they won't do that. There's, I would even I would well I wouldn't be surprised if they're there. I I think well they got to be there for some opening ceremony or something. Uh, surely. Yeah, I, I player think, party or something. So that's probably what they did. They had a list of who the group names were going to be, and they started calling. <laughs> nope, cross him out. Samp, nope, Sampras. Nope, he's not really. Right. Nope, Agassi. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, cool. <laughs> How long did they go down the doubles list? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, I, you get nothing. You lose. 
Good day, sir. Back in the spotlight, maybe? Is that the benefit? I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? I don't get I mean, Borg, I can understand because I don't know what he's doing, but there's got to be some money element if they're there. Maybe. But I don't think it matters maybe for who pre- wins. Maybe they do pre-stuff, you know, right. little meet and greet type stuff. Pro-ams. <laughs> Pro-ams. <laughs> where, where Agassi and Borg beat all the next gens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next gens who are actually in the event. Yeah. <laughs> the, they're the alternates. That's why, that's why they're there. I think that's the funniest right. thing I've ever said. <laughs> and I might put place more money on them than I would on some of the next gen. Uh, to advance, Agassi for sure. Ugh. Awful. It next gen sucks. So, <laughs> is Djokovic going to win this, or is he just going to win it? I mean, I don't see a scenario he doesn't win. I I just can't because he's showed no signs of injury all week. Better and all both have. Uh, Medvedev. I think Medvedev is the biggest threat, but if he and Djokovic are in the same flight, they're both going to advance. Right. Which means they wouldn't play again until the final. Right. And it's d- debatable whether Medvedev would make the final because he'd have to beat Federer or Nadal in the semi. I do see a scenario where. No, I don't. I was going to say I see a scenario where maybe Nadal or Federer doesn't make the finals because of injury. They wouldn't play if they were in that position. Well, you say that, but remember that, in my opinion, the worst outcome ever was that year that it was Federer, Djokovic, both won the semis. And Federer withdrew in the final, which I thought was the most ridiculous. Like, again, everybody loves Federer, but that was, to me, unacceptable. Go out there and lose, right. and you deal with it. And they brought Murray in to play an exhibition with Djokovic that meant nothing just for the sake of the fans. But to me, right. that that should have counted. Murray should have taken his place and played for the final. I thought that was totally unacceptable. So I could see that possibility happening again. Nadal plays a three-set battle in the semis, and he's got to play Djokovic in the finals. He just says, forget it. Um, so 100% of people being healthy, all eight people are hundred percent healthy, not hundred percent, but able to play. Right. I think Djokovic runs away with it. I would put him at 90% favorite. And I would put him at 90% to not drop a set. And if he plays a next Jenner, I don't <laughs> think he's going to, I think it's going to be three. He's yeah. not going to drop more than three games in a set. Oh, that's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> Yippee! And they're going to hype up, you know, like they did this tournament and it didn't end up happening, the last tournament, Paris. They're going to hype up Djokovic versus Nadal as a possible final and then something's going to derail it. Either withdrawal or that's about the only thing that could derail it probably. I mean, what do you... Federer, not, Federer can beat Nadal on an indoor hard court. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be Federer and Djokovic as the two favorites. Um, which I think they're going to be in the same flight, but we'll see. I'm trying not to get too hyped up about Medvedev taking out Federer or Nadal, depending on how the groups are, if they're not, if they're less than 100%, but not, you know, too yeah. low of a percentage to still play. I mean, because. Well, like you said, if they go out on the court in the semis, I'm taking the big three versus whoever. Yes. Right. Like, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked to see a big three lose in the round robin. I'm saying Federer and Nadal. Like, I would agree with you. I would be shocked if Djokovic lost in a, any match. The whole week. Doesn't that suck? Well, I was going to say it sucks if it actually happens, but it always happens. <laughs> it always ends with Djokovic winning everything. So, yes. No, no, I mean, but it's sitting here right now knowing what's going to happen and being almost certain enough to 
bet my house on it, except I'm not allowed to gamble. <laughs> um, in NCAA no, to coach. me, that is the worst-case scenario in sports. It just sucks. Knowing. I mean, uh, at, so he wins. He holds up the trophy. And that's it. That's all we got. Just right. play that. And I didn't. I'm trying to think of other similar scenarios. And then everybody shuffles out quietly. <laughs> You know, like it's like watching a movie. Literally, I've used that analogy before, but it's like going to see a movie you've already seen. It could be the greatest movie ever. No, it's but worse. you already know what's happened. No, it's like somebody telling you exactly what happened and then going and seeing see, it. See, now you like, agree with me, finally. Mm. <laughs> that happens to me weekly. <laughs> but by the way, I have a ton of dummy accounts and I just text you <laughs> randomly. But no, I, I think every account I'm on is a dummy account. <laughs> Hiya. Um, missed my opportunity. Um, you know, I, I think that I'm trying to think of comparable scenarios and I was a big Michael Jordan fan in the nineties and I think because I was a fan of his, I didn't feel that way. Like you knew he was going to win and he did, but it wasn't, it wasn't like boring and predictable, but it wasn't I feel like as it guaranteed. Really was. It wasn't as guaranteed as this. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, no, you're talking, he won six in a 20 year career. Yes. So that's still a third, but three and then three in right. a row. So two sets of threes in a row. Uh, but before that, he didn't. Yeah. And he had some heartbreakers. And Whereas Djokovic, well, the one thing we've always said, in any individual match, he's going to be the favorite no matter what. So there is that. Um, and you just go win-loss record on the year. I'm sure he's lost five, six, seven matches. I mean, that's an 80, 85, 90% rate right there. Yeah, but I can't blame them of getting to the point where they don't care. Yeah. I, You know, we said that before, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or whatever, but I can't blame them for not being 100% into it every second. Yeah, and because, that's what I'm saying. If he loses a round-robin match, I won't be shocked. I mean, the bot... It, boring! For them, too. It's right. boring for them, too. And, you know, even this next... You know, the uh, Nito finals are boring for them. Well, and... Tell me what you think when Djokovic goes. I, into, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you at all. When Djokovic goes into a match with Berrettini, oh. what percentage is he playing at? Depends on if it's the first one or the last. I'm saying the first one. Oh, because hmm. I'm going to say like 80, but then if the match gets to three all three seven, he gets down somehow. He's ratcheting that up to 90, 95, and then it's over. Well, there is a sense that. Uh, you only play as hard as you need to play to win. Right, and I think those guys are so much better, they can do that. Like you said, Federer gets up a break, he knows I don't need to break again. There's zero chance he's going to break me. Right. I've won. And I think that's the stage that all three of those guys are at. Maybe a little less than they used to be, Federer and Nadal, but because Nadal, he doesn't have the dominant return game that he once had. Like he battled to some tie breaks and stuff last, in the last tournament. But I think that any of those guys turn it on and that the match is over. That's what we have to figure out. Does Federer care about this tournament? So he cares enough about the industry of tennis to theoretically be there. Right. Again, we're recording early. So if this is wrong, <laughs> back off. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, so maybe he'll feel it out and see where his body's at. And he's like, nah, okay, I'll just go 75% because he, he's not, this is not Wimbledon. And I think, but for, I think for Djokovic, it might be this year. Yeah. 
Just the, the, the circumstances are such that, oh, why not? Why not, you know, you know, step on these guys, these, you know, these other, you know, top players, step on them a little bit before we start again. And I think Federer is a little bit in the only, the only thing he has related to the, the next gen is that I don't think he thinks he can beat Djokovic. So I think he goes in the tournament not Fe- expecting to win. Hmm. Better doesn't think he can beat Djokovic. It's just been so long since he's done it. Yeah, but you know what? This is definitely, I think he's looking at it like, what better scenario, besides an exhibition, um, <laughs> what better scenario is set up for me to beat him? It's not going to be at the end of a grueling seven match right. or six six matches into the finals of a of a, a major. Well, and to say that, I guess, the fact that he lost him at Wimbledon by you know two games, you can't be like totally demoralized going into it, but well, Wimbledon's a different bag because that's that that really fits. You know, it takes away some of the things Djokovic theoretically, if the grass is correct. Um, but yeah, I I just see I I just think that he probably knows he won't be as fatigued as he would be at the end of a slam. Well, and that's why I think the matchups are so important too, because. If Federer has to battle all the way through to get there, you know, go ahead and mark Djokovic's name down on the trophy. Because the semis and the finals is the only two days it's back to back. And we say that all the time. Yeah. We say you well, know it's very we say it was very every tournament. Yeah, but he's different. I <laughs> that's not physical. No, I don't think he's it an is idiot. Either. Right. But for these guys, Nadal in particular, you know, like we've said like two years ago maybe it was in the French or three or 10 it's all the same right uh you know in order to win it he's gonna have to have some easy matches that one year it was like he didn't lose enough games for somebody to win a match all the games <laughs> added up I know, right and so and the problem is everybody else like whoever is the fourth person in the final four is gonna have to go through probably two three setters at least to get there now they do have a day off and it's just two out of three sets but we're also into our 11th month of the season. And indoors. Right. Yeah, but, you know, that's why when you take, you know, a, an entire tournament off, maybe that's smart. Well, yeah, but, and the, the big three are the only ones that did that. Well, no, I mean, Paris, um, better is the only one that did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So, um, for me, you know, I, you know, it, it, at the very least, at least this is more important than Paris to Federer. Or... It's more reasonable under these, you know, the for, the format he can beat. Because I don't think he thinks, oh, I can't beat Djokovic. I right. think he thinks I can't go through seven matches or six matches and then play him in the finals. And I've been battling, you know, here and there, uh, you know, I, I mean, three setters, let's be honest. But still, um, but I think he thinks he can beat anybody on the planet in in a match. If he's, if he's on. Yeah. Well, and I think the best case scenario for us us meaning tennis fans in this is for Djokovic to lose first round because then it becomes must see TV in my opinion of like wow if he loses again he's out right whereas if he wins his first match one and two somehow I think he could go zero and three and still win it with these <laughs> jokers I don't know what's going but on but if he loses if he loses if he wins the first round one and two I'm like okay I'm, I don't need to watch that flight for the next five days let's get to the semis yeah um, yeah especially that third match you know we'll be asleep yeah, so I'm sure, and I, I'm sure that's how they schedule it too. Where since Djokovic is the one, he'll play the lowest guy in the flight the first match. Um, 
Yeah, like you said, it is a bummer. It's the one thing you have in a slam is that there is that drama of one loss and you're gone. Right. Which normally is a good thing to have it this way where the best players advance, but we've seen these best players advance so many times. Well, here's I will say here's the thing with the big three. At least there is some intrigue in terms of the fact that they are one, two, and three. They're supposed to win this tournament, and it's set up for, quote-unquote, the best players. Right. Whereas a Grand Slam is like, I think I'm just repeating what you said. <laughs> um, but I think having Djokovic in my mind is the heavy, heavy favorite. And I think having Federer as the sentimental favorite does set up nicely to sort of can the old man, you know, pull one more rabbit out of his hat, so to speak. Although that's not even really because he's still top. You <laughs> right. Know, you know what I mean? It's not but, like Connors in the 91 U.S. Open. It's but like against, he's still there. But against Djokovic at this point, I mean, he's the big one. They're the big two. And then everybody else sucks. That would be his biggest win over Djokovic in years. Um. Let me ask this. If Djokovic and Nadal end up in the final, does that interest you at all in terms of, let's say, the winner ends up the year number one? Does that... Uh, Djokovic and Nadal is interesting to a certain point. I'm saying, does that add anything to them playing each other? For you? The only thing it does... Not for this title. Not for number one in the world. But it does for the continued legacy of Djokovic trying to edge, edge, edge further, closer, and then ultimately maybe surpass these two as the greatest of his era. Oh, you heard me. Maybe all time. But the you problem with that is he already has a winning record with both of them. Right. And there's no way that's going to change because they're both fading. Right. I don't think anybody can disagree with that, even though Nadal's number one in the world. Um, <laughs> but They're terrible. So I think he's clearly, I mean... He, He's clearly going to finish ahead of both of them and head to head. So that for that aspect, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, for year end number one, that's a stat he can catch catch up to Federer and Nadal. He's probably already ahead of Nadal, but so I'm just looking at the ATP webs, the Nito Finals little landing page, and I'm looking at the bottom four and just looking at their dumb faces, <laughs> and you have you you have no chance to get out of the. <laughs> <laughs> you make me sick. I'll tell you that if I could take, a, I need Darren Cahill to get down here and call them disgraceful. I will say that, contrary to what I've been saying this whole thing, if I could place a bet right now that two of those end up in the semis, I would take that bet right now. The so Dominique seats a pass, Zverev, Berrettini, and any potential alternates. Two, <laughs> two out of those. Yeah. You think two of them? Wait, well, because one has to. One, one, one. Or Med, including Medvedev, also. Oh, so yeah. the bottom five, right? So one of them has to. So all you're saying is... One, one of the big three is not going to be there. Because of pulling out or not because of I'm pulling d out? I would take bet blanket for whatever reason. Either way. If they all play, I wouldn't take that bet, but I'm assuming one of them is either going to drop out so, or pull out mid midstream. So today, before the draw, before the groups have been set, you would take that bet because you think one of the big three will pull out. Yeah, if the tournament had started already and all four, all three of them were playing, or not started but right. been locked in and nobody yeah, pulled out, you I wouldn't. wouldn't take that. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Two of them, of course, are going to make it. I don't know that Federer's going to make it for sure. I think he. There's some reason he didn't play Paris, and I don't think it was just to save up for this. Plus, he's pulled out of it before. At the eleventh hour. Mm. Well, I I, th I don't think I understand what the hell you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying. 
one of them is either going to lose or pull out before the semis. Well, right. but Lose uh, enough to not make it to oh, the semis. Yeah. And that's only, the only reason I'm saying that is because of injury. So you're hedging your bets that Federer's busted up. Or Nadal, one of them. Or one of them. Yeah, but those, these other guys suck. So <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. If they didn't pull out, they could advance regardless of injury. Um, Nadal with an abdominal strain, I'll still take over anyone in the field. But I also think that I really think Nadal doesn't care about this tournament. The truth of the matter. Right. Uh, which he's proven that time. I don't think this is the year he thinks, oh, I'm going to finally win it because he's injured. Um, Djokovic is really healthy, playing really well. I think he's just resigned to the fact that this isn't my event to win or focus on. And I think even though you disagree, I think Federer does feel that way to an extent. Because Federer winning this changes nothing for his legacy whatsoever, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all you're doing is adding, you know, more whatever to something, whatever. <laughs> for Djokovic, it matters because it's going to make him number one. on to doubles. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Who do you like, Mirini or Bjorkman? Exactly. Can you envision... Close your eyes. No, I'm going to turn the lights down. Uh-oh. I'm going to say the name, and you on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, yeah, I could see it, 1 being Jack Sock. <laughs> so Jack Sock to 10, can you picture these players winning it? Just close your eyes and give Winning the whole thing. Yep. Berrettini. Sock. <laughs> Zverev. Sock. Ooh. Although he's won Masters before, but this is a different deal. See, it's a pass. Uh, he really does have his eyes closed there, folks. Three. A little creepy. <laughs> Dominic Team. Two. Less than Tsitsipas? pass is pitiful as He Tsitsipas? hasn't beaten any of those on a hard court. All right. And indoor hard court, even worse. Miedvedev. See, I'm now I'm feeling like my three is too high because I don't feel like I can go above three for anybody. Um, three and a half. <laughs> Whole numbers only, please. Whole numbers <laughs> only. Then I'm going to say three. I'm going to give him and Tsitsipas the same. Because the thing is, to win it, you almost have to beat two big threes. Right. And that never happens ever. You know, in a, in a major tournament. All right, hold on. Better. You seem to think he's more injured than Dahl, so Federer. I will Close say... Close your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to say five. Wow. And I almost went lower. Nadal. Six. Djokovic. Ten, but that sounds dumb to say ten when I've got all these other numbers floating around, but... Give him a nine. <laughs> Give him yeah. a nine. You never know. Right. Interesting. All right, now I want to close my eyes, but I'm not guessing. Uh, Just so you don't have to look at me. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, but would you go so Barrett, nine or ten on Djokovic? Berrettini, Jack Sock, for right, sure. Totally. Zverev, Jack Sock. Seats a pass, Jack Sock. Wow. Yeah. What's Wait, hold on. What's a bigger surprise? What would be a bigger surprise? Berrettini winning this or Chilich winning that U.S. Open? If the field stayed solid and everybody was in right. it and nobody broke a leg, Berrettini. 
Bear Jr. Because so that's really low odds. Well, Chilich has success. Boom, 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 all the way. Right. You know, success. You know, and he only had to beat Nishikori in the final. Well, only Nishikori. Well, I know. Come but. on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know what your answer is on Zverev. You don't need to say. I think you already did. Yeah, sock. But that goes. Is there anybody saying. lower than sock? <laughs> Bare feet. <laughs> Medvedev a four. Okay. Better and Nadal a six, and Djokovic a nine. What'd you say for team? Oh, sock. <laughs> so, would your number for Medvedev go up if he was the fourth in the semis with the big three? If he ends up in a group with one big three. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's in the final four, would you raise his number at all? Well, no. I, I mean, no, because now it's out of four. No. And he'd still have it, to beat two big threes. If he's well, right, but if he's in the group with one big three, right, then that's where his number comes from. Yeah, and it, you didn't do anything notable. I don't know how it all works. What, is he guaranteed only one big three? He wouldn't be the fourth. No, he wouldn't be. He's third. not guaranteed. So he could be in there with two. Right. Okay. Which would be a flight of death. I don't think anybody would die because that would mean. That would be horrendous if somebody died. Well, that would mean that team or teams Zverev, Berrettini, or Tsitsipas were in the final four. Ouch. Um, which again, see, to me, Tsitsipas, that wouldn't bother me if he's in the final four. He's had yeah. some good wins this year. Like I wouldn't say, oh, he totally des- undeserved to be in the final four. Right. Yeah, so that, I mean, and again, Medvedev, I'm only giving him, quote unquote, high marks compared to all the socks. Um <laughs> Based on he's been playing well. Yeah. Now. And I actually think it helps him, by the way, that he lost early in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, he's still young enough to lose. He should be totally fresh going to the final, which nobody else can say. I mean, Federer should be fresh, too. But he's got a lot more mileage. Yeah, he's a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think... Um, I don't think Medvedev losing is, is like all of a sudden going to crush his confidence. Right. Um, he can still lose at this stage. You know, he's still learning um, as a player. So, yeah. anyway. But to me, the worst case, like I said, is Djokovic and Nadal, Federer winning their first match or two easily. It's just, it makes those, very often in these things, the fifth, sixth day is meaningless. Because there's always somebody who's already clinched. Is that the day of the final? <laughs> <laughs> um, why do I feel like the final is going to end up being something like that? Like Djokovic team or Djokovic Zarev? And it's going to be like a two and two. Everybody pulls out. Well, whatever the reason is, that seems to be the the trend this year. Sophia Kennan gets in as an alternate. <laughs> I'd take that. I'd take that. I'd rather watch that. No kidding. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that's our pre-preview. A little earlier than uh, we're not telling you when, although it's at least before Tuesday because that's when they do the draw. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, fine. All right, fine. It's the same Sunday we just recorded the last episode. Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm to be honest with the fans. None of them listen this long anyway. That's true. Um, that's hurtful. <laughs> that's really hurtful. Man, I used to get so hyped up for the year in finals. Is it? So think, what was different about it? Is it the sponsorship being Nito? <laughs> is that? No, was it earlier at one time? The number one thing, I don't know. The number one thing is that Federer, I mean, um, Sampras, 
cared about the year-end number one ranking. And it meant way more than just being number one at some point in the year. I mean, being year-in. Yeah. And he did it for, oh, I don't know, how many? I can't remember. Is it six <laughs> years in a row? Um, and so part of being number one at the end of the, at, at the year was doing well. I mean, no one can catch any, you know, I mean, I guess this year, no, Novak and Nadal can, can right. flip-flop. But but that's why they're clinging to that so badly because normally it, nobody cares. And I'm not even sure anybody cares now. It's just something to talk about. But back then, the guys did care about it, and the points seem, seemingly were a lot closer. Yeah. I wish somebody would do some research to either prove me right or wrong. <laughs> we certainly Well, won't. they can't be much farther apart than they are now. Uh, right, certainly. From, from one to four. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about players that, number one, they cared. Yeah. Number two, there was more, you know, parity, which usually sounds negative, but it's not because they're a bunch of Hall of Famers. And, uh, and so it mattered. It mattered. And now it just doesn't. Nobody cares. Well, and I bet there wasn't ever a year where you went into the, the year-end finals and just thought Federer's winning it. I mean, Sampras is winning it no matter what. Like, it, there was, like, some doubt every time. Right. Of, are they going to win? Or is he going to win? Yeah. All right. Exciting. Exciting and new. So we will record, ideally, after the finals. And uh, we will either rejoice in the fact that Medvedev has stepped out of his shell and he's earning his spot among the top four and maybe the giant killer, or we think, we think it's fixed because Zverev wins, or same old, same old. Here's a stat for you. Uh-oh. Sampras won it five times and... Five of the six times he was in the final. So he was five and one in the final. But tell me if these scores sound a little different than now. So 91. Oh, this is back. Well, that's why they sound a little different. Never mind. <laughs> they used to play three out of five sets. But still, three, six, seven, six, six, three, six, four. I mean, that's a compelling wow. match. Wow. Then the one he lost, seven, six, two, six, seven, six, six, two. Then the next year he won, four, six, six, three, seven, five, six, four. Wow. The year he next year he won. Three six, seven six, seven six, six seven, six four. I mean, every one of those, he only had one easy one was with Kafelnikov. Uh he beat Agassi in ninety nine, but it was six one, seven five, six four. So I mean, you lose that that second set goes the other way, that matches up right. for grabs. Right. So it's Poor just Kafelnikov. Hall of Famer. <laughs> the last year it was five sets. Federer won three oh and four. Against Agassi. Yeah, at the end of his career. And then he won three and two. Then what they, year was that? That was 2003. Then they went back to five sets for some reason. Uh, he actually lost it to Lombardi in one year in five sets. Wait, 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 wait. So when he beat Agassi, Agassi it was three out of five. Oh, okay. Then he beat Hewitt the next year. It was two out of three. And then the next year, it was three out of five again. I don't know why. Maybe there was some delay or something. Who knows? But... Yeah, three times he's won it without losing a set. So how fun is that? He's lost three times in the final to Djokovic, one of them being that walkover I mentioned. Um, so yeah, it's just... Uh, by the way, the reason Dimitrov was number three in the world in 2017 November is because he won this tournament uh, over Goffin. That was a that was a barn burner, burner Dimitrov and Goffin. Well, I mean... Uh... 
and you're giving the defending champion no credit. Zverev beat Djokovic in the finals last year. Eight sakes. But remember, that was when Djokovic was still on his climb back. On the mend. Um, now let's go through the doubles of the champion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> in the Max Mirny group. <laughs> but it just... I mean, you could see a clear demarcation, there's my word of the day, of when the finals got less competitive, and it was about 2008, or really 2003, is when it stopped being competitive. Federer had one five-setter. That's really the only one that came down to the wire that was pretty dramatic in that entire span. So I think that's part of it, is just we haven't had the big quality. If you had like match-of-the-year candidates in this tournament, I think more people would be interested. And I think... Uh, you know, we had Zverev last year, Dimitrov Goffin the year before, Murray the year before, and then Federer dropping out the year before. We really haven't had anything that was must-watch. And what we said about the women's, you want one versus two. We haven't had that in forever. Um, so that is still a possibility this year, and that is something that's notable to watch, something that's worth watching. So players will typically do something that is called the men's players. And the women, but um, period periodization. Well, I specified men do it too. <laughs> I know that wasn't good. Uh, and what they're doing is they're setting up their calendar based around when and how much they're going to train uh, in certain you know, in certain areas, as you know, as well as you know, intensity, frequency, right. et cetera, uh, as it relates to their schedule. I don't think they're making those decisions anymore for this. No. And so back then they were. Back then they were getting geared up for this as well. And I don't think they're get. I, I think this is just like, this is literally like the Labor Cup. Maybe less important to Roger. <laughs> I think there's four tournaments they mark down as like guaranteed, obviously the slams. And I, I would put probably Indian Wells and Miami above this. In and terms I, I, of how 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 guaranteed it is in their schedule, I think they're like, wait, let's wait and see how I feel, and if I feel good, I'll play it, and that's what they go into every year thinking. I do think that the difference back then, I don't know that I was about to say this, but this might not be true, that the money is just insanity these days. But even back then, it was still pretty big. So that's probably not. Well, and to me, let me ask you this. Okay. Did you ever, did you know, I'm not trying to call you out on lack of knowledge, did you know that Dimitrov had won this tournament? I didn't remember it, but I knew it. I didn't remember it. And what I mean by that is, if it was so important, every time he stepped on the court, they would say, you know, 2017 ATP year-end champion. And incidentally, I also didn't remember Zverev last year, <laughs> but I knew it. Right. You know? But like, every time Chilich steps on the court, it's, you know, 2010 US Open champ or whatever it is. So, we we know for sure it's below Grand Slam level, but it's not even necessarily worth mentioning in the 30 seconds you're going to give the player bio of someone. Right. Like, you would say career high number one. That would be one thing you would mention if somebody was. It never comes up of, oh, he won the year-end championship you know, that year. It's yeah. just so, and so that's to me where it falls in that. I mean, I even hear like Andreski before she made it big, it was Indian Wells champion, you know, right. That was 
part of her introductory bio every yeah, match. Th- you know, winner of three Master Series. Right. You know, whatever. So. All right, cool. So we're not going to watch it. <laughs> so we'll just, just throw this episode in the garbage. <laughs> Day one and two will decide if the rest of the tournament's worth watching. Well, but you can say that. Yeah, no, you can't say that. Right, you're right. Because any of the eight people back in the day, it would have been a barn burner. Yeah. And it would have been worth it. Yeah. Because right. like you said, even if, let's say, Djokovic Federer in the same flight, and they're both 2-0, and o, why do I care about watching them play each other on day five? Number one intriguing matchup in the final. Number one. <sighs> Mine is Djokovic Medvedev. That's what I was going to say. Number two would be any of the big three versus each other. Maybe, because I don't want to see Federer and Nadal. I was about to say that. And, um, and, and how much hype would there be for that? And I'm so over that. Yeah, they would. Yeah, it would be so fraudulent. And it would be four and four. Right. Whoever won. Or retirement. <laughs> uh, six, one, one. I would be retirement. okay with Nadal Medvedev. I would put Nadal Medvedev over big three versus each other. Yeah. Worst. <laughs> Zverev and anyone. Berrettini. Berrettini. He if really, if he, Zverev wins back-to-back years and beats Veratini in the final, that would be, I mean, and again, they would say this is a giant step for him, really, because he did it last year. We're switching, by the way, to a lacrosse podcast <laughs> if that happens. I'm out. No, no, no. No, we're not. We're switching to a WTA podcast. Well, and let's talk about if Zverev doesn't make the semis, how many points he loses, because he's already dropped to number seven. Uh-oh. I mean, that's a big drop. Now you're talking about not in the top eight for seeding for the smaller tournaments. Ooh-wee. That's a big that's a big drop off. He already can't win playing unseeded players in the early <laughs> rounds. Now he's got to play better seeds earlier. That's not nice. <laughs> it's true, but it's not nice. This could be the this 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 is make or break for him. To be honest, no, it's not. He's gonna muddle around for another <laughs> ten years because nobody else, everybody else is awful too. That's true. Oh, all right. I think that's about it. For I think our preview that's it. of the Nito ATP Finals. Tweet us, tweet us your predictions. I won't see any of them, but Coach will. Hey, and you can tweet them to at Tennis Rev Pod or Instagram them. Whatever, I don't even know how to use Instagram <laughs> at Tennis Revolution Pod. There you go. Those are the two best ways to not only communicate with us but also spread the word. I tweet out. I don't Instagram out, but I tweet out the episode link. So if you subscribe, you're first of all, you are a saint and a hero. Um, please get your friends to subscribe. It's painful how many people don't subscribe. Um, but but listen, that's what drives me insane is you listen, but you don't subscribe. Uh, but that's a good way to send it back and forth to everybody. Uh, spread the word. I mean, why am I telling people that Twitter is a good way to s- disseminate information? I mean, it's an awful place. Where I get all my news. Yeah, clearly. All right. Anything else? That's it. Oh, man. All right. Until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Yeah.